When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey Awajan? Today is Friday, January the 29th, 2010, and it's my half birthday. Yeah, my half birthday. Aren't you happy? Well, it's episode number 37 of Brave the Wild today, and of course, I'll mention this real quick. Yesterday was my two-year anniversary of joining the SportsStuff.com, so woohoo! Gotta like that. Holy crap, Batman! Yeah, I'll take it, I'll take it, and uh, it's been really nice to be on the SportsStuff.com for two years now. And of course, uh, hey, without the SportsStuff.com and without Dylan Richardson, I wouldn't be here doing this show today. So, thanks again for that. And also, I want to thank you listeners for downloading and listening to this show on the SportsStuff.com and on iTunes. Without you either, this show wouldn't continue, because you know what? If you listeners weren't out there, I'd have no reason to do the show. I'd be talking to myself, so you are first and foremost the head. You are the head of the class when it comes to Brave the Wild, and I appreciate it very, very much. Also, do check out minnesota.nhlfansite.com, minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Nice enough to put a link to Brave the Wild on the the left-hand side of their webpage. I appreciate it very much indeed. So today on Brave the Wild, well, there isn't so much for news, but there is a lot of positivity going on. A lot of, uh, you could say, well, I won't say numbers, just way better play, and it's noticeable. It's really uh, exciting. Minnesota Wild, of course, 3-0 and in a schedule that I didn't really expect that. I, mean, I remember last week, it's like, yeah, Columbus has been kind of giving us trouble the last couple of years. Detroit always gives us trouble. Colorado, you know, you have a back-to-back with Detroit and Colorado. Ah, uh, you going to win both of those? Yeah, they did. They did, regardless if you thought they were going to win them or not. They did win <laughs> they did win all three games this week. Fantastic! And who was one of the? Who was probably the hero of it all? Josh Harding. Who again? Yeah, Josh Harding. Josh Harding has five wins already this year. He's five and seven on the year. He has really emerged here in the month of January. And uh, yeah, it's going to. We're going to talk about basically how the Wild went three and zero, oh, and Josh Harding's vindication. He is looking awfully good. Remember, he had an awfully tough start to the season. 
And uh, he's really battling through. He, he's doing a little bit of a Brett Favre here. He's doing a little bit of a Brett Favre. He's been battling through injuries that have come up when he's making staves. He's been hurting his hip or shoulder and such. It's been quite interesting, but he survived through it, and here we go. Here we go. Josh Harding emerging nicely. Um, also, I'd like to announce a quick announcement here. Something I should have done at all, oh, shucks, a year ago. It might have helped the show. <laughs> and uh, I really hope you guys join in to this. It'll really just, it'll help. It'll make everything a lot more fun. Brave the Wild has a Twitter account. That's right. Brave the Wild has a Twitter account. It is twitter.com forward slash brave the wild. Twitter.com forward slash brave the wild. So that it's, it's all one word, of course. No space is nothing. Just three words all into one. Brave the wild. Got it? So please follow that Twitter as I will be frequenting that account all the time. All the time, you know, with, with wild, with any type of wild quote, anything. And you're more than free to, uh, to, ma- to, to respond to me, reply to me and all that good stuff. Message me and I'll, I'll get back to you because I like to interact with you fans out there. It'd be spectacular. So please follow the Twitter account. It would be a lot of fun. It just adds to the show and yeah, I could even read what you say on air. If you so desire, that would be terrific. So, let's get on to this. Let's get on to the show here. Welcome back to the show. Well, the this was last, excuse me, this was last Saturday, the 23rd of January, versus the Columbus Blue Jackets at home. Now, the Blue Jackets not having the best season ever. They're just not. And the Wild need to capitalize on a game like this. It's a home game. The Wild are wearing the green jerseys this night. And that was a lot of fun. That was the fun part about it, you could say. Although in all three games, the Wild wore all three separate jerseys, and they won. So there you go. Let's keep it. Let's get a little, a little rotation started, maybe or something. Whatever it is to get this team going in a positive direction, we'll take it. And this Columbus game was pretty much dominated by the Minnesota Wild. It really was in many ways. In many ways, Koivu had a two-goal game. It's 15th and 16th of the year. He now leads the Wild in goal scored, and it's like, uh-oh. Where's Guillaume Latendresse? He hasn't scored in a while. Well, stay tuned. We'll be getting to that pretty soon. He'll he'll be back not too long from now. Robbie Earl scoring again. How about that? Robbie Earl scoring again. Eric Belanger. Wild open up a 4-0 lead. Just a, a nice game for the Wild. They capitalized on their scoring chances. Only 28 shots on goal for the Wild. 24 for Columbus. Colum- Columbus winning... The face-offs in this game, believe it or not, 32-26. to 26. Very crazy there. The Wild actually losing the face-off category. And no power plays were converted in the entire game. None. So, we'll take it, I guess. The Wild had five power play attempts and failed on all of them, yet they still managed to score four goals. Last year, no. That would not have happened. I guarantee you that would not have happened. But with this new system, this new coach, well, apparently it can happen. And the good news is, remember how literally on the very last show... I talked about how the Wild had trouble stopping, you know, like stopping other teams. They're giving up an immense amount of goals other than that one or nothing loss to St. Louis, yeah, a classic Josh Harding game, who again, yeah, they finally had the opposite effect probably for the first time in his career. <laughs> but yeah, beautiful. The Wild's defense, the Wild's goaltending especially, really steps up in these games in a big way. In fact, the defense is really, yeah, you, you've really noticed it. In a big way, and I got to think Todd Richards had something to say about it. And the the, the players themselves, uh, just a dominating game for the Wild. Columbus getting a couple goals really late in the game, and uh, 
<laughs> they just it was with literally less than a minute left. They're twenty seconds apart. Rick Nash and Antoine Vermette both scoring. Mike Commodore, the Commodore 64. His his number should be 64. I was thinking about that the whole time. Gotta love that. Commodore 64. Wouldn't that be cool? Because it can't be Commodore 128, by the way. That just, that can't happen in the NHL. There's no three-digit numbers in any sport that I can think of, maybe unless you're a ref. And wouldn't that be cool? Oh, yeah, that'd be just great. No. <laughs> yeah, real funny stuff, huh? Anyhow, let's just move on very quickly here. And I mean very quickly. <laughs> a couple of quotes for this game. We're going to get to them right now. And quotes and other details is, of course, the when when Koiv was first goal with only three forty one in the game, it just felt really good. This one was. Uh, this is when you knew the Wild were in good shape. Though unfortunately, yeah, they, it, it had to go to review. Anti Miettinen found Koivu's in the slot. It was originally unclear whether Koiv was shot got between Mason's right leg and the post, but it did when you saw it really closely. It took a while, but then, hey, it seems, well, lately every time the wild goals go to review, they get the call. The call the call on the ice stands. I love it how it's just like NFL refs, how the refs announce it now. That's funny. They say it just like the NFL. I, I kind of get a kick out of it, except usually with a Canadian accent. The call on the ice stands, it's a good goal. <laughs> Okay, I'll calm down now. Koivu's comment is, I couldn't see the puck. I knew it was close, but there you go. And he led the team in scoring, or he is leading the team in scoring now, which is very good stuff. Um, this is when, uh, of course, Nicholas Backstrom had to be in net on this particular night, despite his struggles giving up all those goals, because Josh Harding, of course, injured his hip in the previous game. That was frustrating, to say the least. Uh, his quote is, it was it was one of the best first periods we've had in a long time. Of course, yeah, in the first period, yep. It was just nice to get the lead, but it was one good first period. Now we have to make sure we keep doing it. And exactly, that's the thing. That's the thing. Pimp not thy fates, right? The Wilds reversed everything here. They're not tempting their fates. They're dictating. They're dictating the game. For, for opponents now. They're taking the early lead. They're jumping on opponents early. And they're hanging on to the freaking lead. That's pretty important. It just, just might be important to most people, I would think. Koivu, excuse me, this is Todd Richards' cool final talks of the game, final quotes of the game. In games where you are struggling, you look to your leaders. There were some guys that stepped up. Older players with Miko being one of them. Wild coach Todd Richards said he had two big goals. And Miettinen looks or excuse me, makes a good play behind the net, and Bruno starts the play. The three of them executed and made plays. And, of course, that, again, being that number one line that uh, Richards broke up a few weeks ago, and it's looking awesome right now. It really is. They're carrying the team. Richards continues, the second goal was just a great shot. Quick. He stepped up his game. When you're struggling, you look to those guys. And, of course, that was Koivu making the wild 2 nothing. Only two minutes later, that was... uh. Excuse me, that was in the second period. Wild had a one-goal lead until early in the second period, an unassisted play. It was just, yeah, it was immediate. It was a nice, quick, dominant play by Miko Koi. We got the turnover, made a quick shot, and, and they're just, uh, Columbus was just sitting there staring at the puck going, okay, that was quick, and there you go. And this time it's not the Wild doing that. So the Wild get uh, several days off. They get three days off in a row. Got it like that. And then get to play a home game against Detroit. 
And here we go again. A whole week later, another very important game, standings-wise. Detroit's been the 8th or ninth seed all year. The Wild's been the 10th, 11th, all the way down to 13th-ish. But uh, hanging on to dear life, still very much in the playoff in the playoff hopes right now, in the playoff <laughs> battle, whatever you want to say, playoff race, finally. I'm just, it's kind of hard to be a show host when you can't find the own words, isn't it? Gotta love that, huh? But yes, this was Wednesday, and the Wild defeat Detroit 5-2, to and just a, a stunningly fun game. This was a really fun game. The scoring opened up right away. Meehan getting a two-goal game yet again. This guy's just been sick of late. Unbelievable. Mianen on the power play. And uh, the top line again, Mianen, Brunette, and Koivu. They are showing up every night now. Boy, oh boy, did <laughs> Todd Richards light a fire under these guys. They really, I mean, he really did. Now, you know Mianen is not a first-line player on, oh, about 80% of the NHL. But on the wild, he's, he's stepping up and looking pretty good. And when a guy's on fire, ride him out, baby. Ride him out. Absolutely. 15 goals for Mianen this year uh, as of the end of this particular game. Um, but here's where it gets kind of funky and kind of hilarious. This was also the night I opened up my Twitter account. Gotta love that. <laughs> you, you just kind of make it up early on. It was a little, uh, a little crazy. It was just a little crazy. And of course, uh, yeah, Mianen got the goal only about a minute and a half later. Pavel Dotsiak scores his 13th. And then, oh... Ten minutes later, Miettinen scores again. It's like, here we go. And literally, seconds later, like, you can't make this up. Dotsiak scores again. In both cases, it was like less than a minute. Pavel Dotsiak scoring again. It's like two to two. It's like, oh, go away. Go away, Pavel. But then even crazier, 25 seconds later, Andrew Ebbett scores. This was all in the first period. Andrew Ebbett netting his fifth, his fifth goal of the year. And also, where has he been? Remember how he had those... That hot start to his little career here in Minnesota. And he joined Concussion Junction and disappeared after he, yeah, he came back pretty quickly, but then pretty much disappeared. Though his cute little fourth line with uh, Robbie Earl and uh, James Shepard actually has been, has been a little scrappy. They've been pretty scrappy, but uh, still. Andrew Abbott putting that in, that was a beautiful thing. And it's like, okay, maybe it is the Wilds' night. I mean, you're talking three goals. In less than a minute, three goals in 53 seconds. 53 seconds he had three goals scored, and luckily the Wild come on top in that category. The second period was incredibly boring, but the good news is it was a good kind of boring because Detroit only got four shots on goal in that second period. The Wild's smothering defense has returned. It's not the neutral zone trap, but it's pretty smothering stuff. It really is when, when the Wild play up, up to their potential on defense. And the great part is the Wild capitalized very early against Detroit in the third period. Latondres, who I mentioned, had kind of disappeared from the scoring. He'd been in scoring chances, but hadn't actually scored, per se. And uh, yeah, he, he nets his 16th goal of the year, tying Koivu for the Wild lead in scoring. And uh, technically, Latondres is 14 with the Wild, but 16 for the season. So he... I guess he's second in, on the team in scoring, or third, actually, because of uh, Mianen's two-goal night. Mianen's been insanely on fire. And then Havlat buries Detroit, making it 5-2, to two, and you could tell Detroit very frustrated, getting starting a lot of fights with the Wilds pretty much after that. They, they got 12 shots on goal. They tried, but, hey, 
Josh Harding. Josh Harding, of course, in that on this night. He also got hurt again after the first period, but he survived, luckily. He survived. He got hurt late in the first period, excuse me, trying to make a save. It was like, you can't make this up. Harding's hurt again. But, yeah, the good news is he stayed in there, and Chris Osgood really struggled. He only faced 25 shots and, of course, gave up five goals. So, Chris Osgood not not looking like the Stanley Cup goalie he once was long ago. Good old Chris Osgood and the Wild. A very, very different performance this particular night than a mere week ago. It was... Uh, it was a statement. It was a statement that the Wild are playing. A, they're, they're back to playing that more dominating hockey. And some more notes and uh, some more notes and and quotes. Notes and quotes. That's cute. Josh Harding made the early scores hold up with uh, 26 saves, as mentioned. He the Wild have improved to six zero and one in its last seven home games. That's pretty dominating. And, of course, that shootout victory was the only blemish. The, the shootout victory by Detroit last week was the only blemish, yeah. For the Red Wings, the proud owners of those four Stanley Cup championships in the past 12 seasons, that was their only win in the last seven games. They're 1-3-3 three, and three in that stretch with five blown third-period leads. Of course, the, the Detroit didn't have the lead anyway, but figured we'd mention that anyway. The Yentnen, who, who has 15 goals this season, had his third two-goal game in his last seven games. Third two-goal game in his last seven games. That is sick. Antti Miettinen has been on fire. He has been on fire in a big way. And he's flying, finding his stride again with linemates Koivu and Bruno. Koivu and Bruno. Or Koivu and Brunette. It has been, uh, yeah, that first line has been absolutely dominating of late. And, and uh, yeah, all of them have been dominating. Koivu has had two goals. Brunette's mostly been getting assists with the timely goals. Brunette's kind of the balanced guy. Koivu and Miettinen, well, Koivu's the overall star of the, of the group, and Miettinen has just been really on fire. And both Koivu and Miettinen, two-goal games here in these two games. Koivu had a two-goal game in the first one, Miettinen in the second. Miettinen's final quote here, now that we're moving, things are opening up. Simple as that. So, nice win for the Wild. Definitely enjoyed that one. A very, very fun victory for the Wild. As now we move forward to last night's game. Excuse me. Yes, it was last night. Last night was Thursday. <laughs> I'm a little bit zoned here. Yep, last night was Thursday, as you might want to remember. Um, this was very interesting. As uh, Nicholas Backstrom still out with the injury, and Harding had a sore, still has a sore hip. And the Wild had to call up Wade Dublowitz, and they figure they thought that maybe Wade Dublowitz might have to go in. And of course, Wade Dublowitz, former member of the Denver Pioneers, who took out the Gophers in the WCHA Championship in 2002. Luckily, we know what happened to the Gophers after that. They went on their way to win the National Championship, first of back-to-back. But yeah, cute little notes there, Wade Dublowitz. I always love that name. Very, very good college goalie. Decent minor league goalie and uh, has not really had a chance to do much in the NHL at this point in time. But, uh, yeah, Backstrom out with the injury with the bad back. Harding is just, uh, Harding was really tough. He's he's really hanging out with that sore hip. And uh, he he got a shutout. The Wild win one to nothing in a classic Josh Harding game where Harding steps up, does a great job against a very good team on the road. The Wild do not give him much goal support, but luckily they got the one goal. They got one goal. Martin Havlett got it, and Colorado did not 
get past Josh Harding. Harding was not did not. I'm not going to say choke, but give up a, a, a late goal. And uh, it was a great game for the Minnesota Wild. Great game indeed. And the Wild defense again helped out Josh Harding this time. He didn't have to face 40 shots to, from Detroit or Colorado or somebody like that. Didn't have to face 40 shots. He only had to face 29. Very very good. The scary part was he was going against Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anderson, who's just been on fire for Colorado. Absolutely on fire. His shutout streak ended at 126 minutes, 24 seconds. And Colorado winning streak was snapped at 6. When uh, Martin Havlat was able to score, only 4 minutes and 49 seconds left in the game. Martin Havlat buried it. And, of course, Havlat has really, really stepped up of late. Really stepped up. As, as the goal here, a- Anderson was going for his third shot in four games. Yikes. He slid to his right in anticipation of a shot from Kyle Brozniak, who instead backhanded the puck to Havlat. The wild forward was sandwiched between two Colorado defenders and slid the puck into the open net. And uh, gotta love it. Gotta love the play. Just a great play by the wild by Brozniak, and a nice finish by Martin Havlat. Just gotta love that. Todd Richards has a quote: "We were probably fortunate on the bounce." In this game, that's what we needed, and yeah, you damn right, that's what they needed. I mean, you're going against the hottest goalie in the NHL, and a guy in Josh Harding in, in your net, who is, of course, playing through an injury, and has been just just snake bit in games like this. These one to nothing games, these 0-0 games going into late into the third period, just been snake bit his whole career with those type of games. And by gum, the son of a gun finally got it, and he got a shutout his fourth of his career. Just got to feel good for Josh Harding. He is officially vindicated from all that nonsense, and the Wild stepped up and, and helped him in that category. They really did. Richards continues, I was concerned at the point watching him try to get up. That was, uh, excuse me, that was Josh Harding watching him try to get up. He looked like he was hurting and in a lot of pain. The referee went over and talked to him. He gave him the okay. Luckily for us, he was able to finish the game. And that, of course, Harding, I remember last night they were talking about how he's just, he's hurt again. He's just, he's just not hanging in there very good. But the key is how this was a 0-0 game. And Anderson and Harding were stopping the the few shots they had to face in the overall game. Havlat's quote is, we didn't get frustrated on the ice or on the bench. We kept battling until the last second. And that really was huge. Minnesota's first penalty in the whole game was a holding call on Kim Janssen at 5-16 in the third period. And Colorado had outscored opponents 15-2 the first five games of a six-game homestand. Just uh, crazy. Six-game homestand. The Wild got it done. Colorado only lost by one <laughs> and won nothing. But so what? Colorado lost the game. We got it in regulation. Didn't have to give up a point to Colorado. Just a, just a huge win for the Wild. Nothing dominating about it. Nothing fancy. Just, just win, baby. Just win. That's that's all. That's pretty much all there is to say. Um, ter- extremely crazy. The Wild, uh, the Wild, had five power play attempts in the game, and of course, yeah, that's why Havlat was saying they didn't get too frustrated. But they, of course, they failed on all of them. Colorado got two penalty power plays really late, but Harding stood strong, and that's what mattered most. Just a Again, just a nice finish for the Wild, and thank God, Wild escape. And again, Josh Harding vindicated. 
And I'm going to get a little bit more into Josh Harding here in a second. I'm going to take a quick break, though. So we're going to get specifically into Josh Harding a teeny bit into a little bit of Houston Arrows stuff right after this. back here on episode number 37 of Brave the Wild, which is a reminder for iPod users, Microsoft Zoom, and other MP3 players. Welcome back to the show. Hope you like that new little uh, sound I put in there. Very interesting. Sounds a lot like the intro, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I'll just leave it at that. Those of you out there that know what that song is, that's that's your business. It's, it's cool stuff. Okay, it's from Mega Man 2. Yeah, it's from Mega Man 2. So, let's just move on, though. Let's just move on. Josh Harding, the, the main player of focus for today. We'll get into that first. We'll talk about the Wild in general and uh, a little bit of Houston Arrows. A few little nuggets here as we're going to call it a show in a little bit. But Josh Harding, man, what a nice emergency he's had. Of course, five wins this year versus three and nine last year. You talk about a snake bit guy. Three and nine last season, folks. Three and nine. You know what his goals against average was? 221. Save percentage about ninety three percent, and he was only three and nine. That's why I feel so damn good for Josh Harding getting that one nothing victory last night. That's why. That's why because he he I mean he had countless games where he faced forty shots, thirty five shots, thirty eight shots, and they're always on the road and always against teams like Detroit and teams like uh, San Jose and Dallas. You know, not that Dallas is great, but we never ever win there. And it's just BS. I mean, in every time we play Detroit, it's always Josh Harding. And it's like, he, he does an amazing job against those talented forwards, yet we lose the game. Well, not this week. 2-0 and in a back-to-back. Josh Harding, 2-0 and in a back-to-back while nursing that hip injury. How about that? How about that? I mean, I feel, fan- I just feel wonderful for Josh Harding. And he's, hey, he's almost at 500 for the year. As, uh, of course, he was snake bit earlier, remember? Two shows ago, me and Neil Nate Dog Thiesing talked about nothing lost in St. Louis. Those damn St. Louis Blues. We always have seemed to have trouble with those guys. Excuse me, I'm just having trouble breathing here. That's a good sign. So we're going to look at some stuff here. Remember, Josh Harding started the year pretty pretty rough. Pretty rough start for Josh Harding. In October, he was 0-2. He, was 0-2. he gave up almost six goals a game in October. Just really rough. He gave up 11 goals. In two games, 11 goals in two games, a save percentage, oh, about 74. November, he stepped up significantly, 1-1. One one. He got one win, one loss, only gave up four goals in those two games. Of course, he came in as a, as a replacement in one of those when uh, Backstrom was getting, you know, destroyed. Backstrom was being a sieve that night, and he shut down people. Of course, the Wild had to do that again in December and in January, a couple of games where he didn't start. But he had to come in. Well, yeah, both of the games were in January. Excuse me, yeah, where Backstrom was really struggling. Yeah, that Phoenix game and the uh, Dallas game, I believe. Yes, Dallas game, just really rough. Um, 
Harding slowly but surely, though, stepping up and getting it done. December wasn't a great time for him, though, either. He started three games, one and two. Goal against average about 3.4. Save percentage in the upper 80s. Not really an ideal starting goalie type numbers. Not that Harding is a starting goalie, but still, you get the idea. You want to play like a starter when you're in, right? That's basically what it is. But Josh Harding must like Saturdays, huh? He's 3-1 and one on Saturdays, and he's also 3-1 and one in January. Or 3-2 and two in January, of course. One of those was that snake bite that I mentioned. But his goals against average in January. He's played in seven games, by the way. Five of them starts. 1.55, including that shutout. And his save percentage? Over 95%. So Josh Harding really, really showing what he can do right now. And uh, you know what? If I'm Coach Richards... Even if Backstrom's healthy, put in Josh Harding again. I mean, why not? Why not write out a little hot streak from your goalie? Give him a chance, because Backstrom was struggling so mightily. And I know he was the starting goalie against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he did really good until he gave up those two goals. I mean, he almost had a shutout. But, hey, let Josh Harding have a chance. Give him a chance. He's only on a one-year deal as well. Only a one-year deal. Give him a chance to show what he can do a little bit more. I mean, you you write out this hot streak a little bit. Give You know, let him keep it up. Or maybe uh, just give him more playing time. Throw him in a little bit more. Don't totally wear out Nicholas Backstrom. As i got to think, Backy had been going through a little bit of that this year, and especially it's not that neutral zone trap where he, you know, where you totally shut people down as much. It's just not. But, uh, hey, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just really impressed with Josh Harding, and uh, that's all i got to say about it. It's been a, it's been a nice little ride. Speaking of a player becoming more and more vindicated, is Martin Havlat. He's only four points behind Andrew Brunette to be the number two scorer on the team. Martin Havlat has just been fantastic. He's getting better and better each month. And in January, he's been playing like an all-star. Martin Havlat has been playing like an all-star. I'm just extremely impressed with him. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just been a great thing. Lot Andres has mentioned finally getting his 20th point of the year with the Wild anyway. Got it like that. He had about a four or five game hiatus there. Zidlicky, probably the most underrated player on the team. He's on pace for almost 50 points this year. Just what a, what a run for Merrick Zidlicky. I mean, you got to keep him. He's going to be a free agent, I believe, at the end of the year. You've got to keep Merrick Zidlicky for as, as long as possible. Because i got to say, he's the most underrated player on the team. You don't really hear his name all that much from the announcers and certainly not from any national people. And he's on pace course, excuse me, for a 50 to 60 point season. Absolutely love him. Just love him. So now we get into the kind of the final stuff here. In the minor leagues, Colton Gillies and Peter Kalis stepping up a little bit. Kalis with two goals this past week. Gotta like that. And uh, Danny Ehrman's been, eh, he's been virtually invisible again. But Colton Gillies has been picking up the scoring the past two weeks. And uh, it's a uh, it's been a good thing. He's got about about uh, five points in two weeks. That's not bad for a guy that had about eight points in three months or so. So you got to like that. Colton Gillies moving in the right direction at this particular time as a guy who was uh, completely invisible when he was a member of the Wild last year. And um, we can only hope he continues this. Colton Gillies definitely... Uh, got to be some part of this team at some point. You don't want to have too many number one picks that don't work out. So, we're going to look to include the show here in a second. Again, please follow my Twitter, twitter.com forward slash brave the wild, all one word, twitter.com forward slash brave the wild. Do 
join the message boards on the sportstuff.com. We would appreciate it very much. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Just click on that, and you will become a member. Just click on the link that says Register. Also, don't hesitate to call into the phone lines at 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you were calling in for Brave the Wild, and you can leave your name and town and state your opinion, comment, question, uh, shout out, whatever it is, and you will be on air with me, Paladino Joey Awajan. So until next week, we're just going to have to hope, hope Wild can ride out this win streak as long as possible. we got the San Jose Sharks tomorrow night in San Jose. That'll be an interesting matchup. Of course, Todd Richards going against the team he was an assistant on last year, and Wild had some really, really dramatic games against those San Jose Sharks last season. We'll also be heading to Dallas, Texas. Oh, freaking goody, where the Wild have had virtually no success for about three years now. That will be on Versus. you got to like that. That's another national game for the Minnesota Wild. Yep, Carissa Thompson. Yep, wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> got to like that part is probably more than anything else. Uh, and then Thursday... Against the Edmonton Oilers, the Wild return home. Got to win that game. Got to take care of the Edmonton Oilers, who are not having a good season at all. The only good thing about the Edmonton Oilers right now, they're wearing those vintage-looking jerseys, and, oh, God, I love them. Oh, God, I love those jerseys. They are spectacular. The team of the 80s, baby. But they they sure the heck don't play like it, do they? (laughs) One of the worst teams in the NHL right now are the Edmonton Oilers. So those are the three games we're going to review, because Friday the 5th, which is also my mother's birthday is most likely when we'll be recording episode number 38 of Brave the Wild. So until then, I'm going to bid adieu, and we will talk to you next Friday. Take care, everybody.